What's up, everybody? Good is Keith from the Stream Team. With me, as always, Chris Lowry and Cole Miller. And today, we're not going to improvise. We're going to anticipate. I'm going to stick to the plan and trust no one. Trust no a one. Hey, 2023. I'm probably breaking the rule. Yeah, you. yeah. We're not yeah, going to go yeah, yeah. I trust X-Files. you guys, T. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to go complete, completely full X-Files and say trust no one or nobody, but this is – so we're 2023, a David Fincher, the killer movie that went straight to Netflix – and features one of my favorite actors, Michael Fassbender, a guy that Cole and mm-hmm. I have talked about pre pre pod. Cole and I have been pretty smitten with Fassbender. I, I don't think that that's a secret between us. We've been yeah. been on the Fassbender train for for a minute now, and and so this this is the kind of role I feel like, and we'll we'll talk about him here here in just a little bit. But the kind of role I feel as if not many actors can do when it comes he can play this particular part like the cold calculated real yep. even kill kind of character of course we saw that in, in inglorious where he comes in he plays that role and is that this that is that what you need the loquacious type you know but yeah. it, it is a guy who when Listen it comes to, be to ripping this, on the door momentarily yeah <laughs> and some a, a waste of damn good scotch but he is a guy that I feel like. Yeah, I believe is there's very a special belie- ring in hell for people who waste good scotch. <laughs> waste good scotch. <laughs> he. Th- this is a role I feel like is built for him. It's the kind of character I feel like he oh, gets yeah, played for this. sure. And it's and it's just like I said, there aren't many guys I feel like will be believable in this because we need them to be steady like he is. And, and we'll get into all the things that he did throughout the course of the movie. But a, a again, a David Fincher movie, a guy that we are, are well versed in. We don't have to go through his credits unless you guys just want to. I, I am never opposed it's nice to, to say going it out to... loud sometimes. You know, it's yeah. kind of cool when you're like, oh yeah, you know, you know, some of the greatest movies of the last let's say like 30 years not to say anything wacky. It's like, yeah, like six, not six, like three of them are from him. Like he just kind of yeah. kind of just made three of them. Right, and it, it, yeah. he, he's the guy that all of us love. Love this is this, and this movie I feel like is is the culmination of a lot of his movies. We see a ton of David Fincher fingerprints. Even had I not looked him up, I'd been like, man, this feels this feels like a Fincher. It's dark and oh, there's a lot sure. of rain, and it's yeah. real kind of grainy. And in anyway, but he so this was a passion project of his for quite some time. He actually wanted Brad Pitt to play this earlier in the two thousand, but Pitt said. Hmm. Pitt said it's a little too nihilist for him, and he passed on the role. But no disrespect to Brad Pitt, I love him, but I'm, I'm glad the the sands of time force us to wait a little bit. Yep. Absolutely, this is cool. the best possible casting that I can imagine. <laughs> like I can't I think of a better yeah. person anybody, for this role. Anybody? Yeah. No. Are there actors who can play this? Of course, but is Absolutely. there somebody? Is it going to be any better? No, I, I he, don't think. He does so much, and like this is gonna sound stupid, but the it's the lack of when he's acting is when yes. it's like the most powerful in this. Like mm-hmm. the scene with Tilda Swinton, and I'm sure we'll get to it. He says God. four words the whole fucking scene, but he is just <laughs> absolutely electric the whole time. And it's just like anyone else, not anyone, I guess that's not the right way to put it, but like I can't imagine somebody else being in the scene and being able to do so much with literally just sitting there with a fucked up face. Right. He well, and I was thinking the the and, and yeah, you're exactly right. I was thinking about the scene where right after he the the botched hit and he gets on the airplane and he keeps seeing the guy. He sees the guy on the airplane. He sees him at the next terminal. Mm-hmm. But as he's sitting on the airplane, and he's airplane and he's looking at this guy. He's he's trying to figure out is this guy after me? But he just does so much without even speaking. And exactly, that, 
again, the thing that we love so much, right? Just the acting, the the, the nonverbal mm-hmm. sometimes. And it's just, it's very difficult to pull off because somebody just not using words. Because really, this is a Michael Fassbender movie. There's, what, six people total in this movie, really, that, that have substantial lines yeah, or have any good. kind of substantial credits to this. So really, it is a, a Michael Fassbender movie. And a lot of it is nonverbal, like you're talking about, Cole. So he does, he pulls off a lot without doing a lot. And it felt to me like his character, David and Prometheus, where he was just, he was an Android, you know, like he literally yeah. wasn't even a real person in that movie. So it, it felt as if, again, this is the kind of role that is, that he is built for, but we'll, we'll gush over him in a little bit. David Fincher again, runtime of one hour, 59 minutes. And it honestly breathes perfect by. amount of time for Man. a modern thriller movie. Like a lot of movies have come out recently and been really long and I like a long movie. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but the, right. The ability to watch this in two fucking hours and just be like having been enveloped in this world is just fucking amazing. It's great. And it's just and like build something that's two plus hours. And it's like, and I, I would have watched it. So it's like, yeah, the edit on this and just like all, I mean, for certain type of like how meticulous this is to end up under two hours technically is kind of it, wild. It's insane. Like anyone yeah. else makes this movie, it's what two. 220 on the 220 if we're being nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we're going to get a scene where he is, he's at home before he's on that first hit. Right. And we're, and we're seeing his meticulous nature at the, at the house. He's, he's brushing his teeth and putting the toothbrush back in a certain spot. And then he's folding his laundry. There's like a weird bigger action scene for some reason that is like this, this doesn't belong like the, the, the bridge scene that one mission impossible. It's like, is this supposed to be in the movie? Right. Yeah. 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 Making breakfast. Yeah. He's making breakfast. That's the thing about Fincher is like, we just trust him. Right. Like, we know what information he's given us, where he's steering us. It doesn't matter. We're just there for it, you know? And like, other directors would feel the need to kind of give what this character is. He doesn't because we are just like, we sit down in the movie theater and we just let him do his thing. Right. And Fincher has, he's earned that because of how good he's done. But also, he always does it perfectly because every bit of the information that you need to know about the Michael Fassbender character, um, you learn in a very yep. easy way. And it tells you in the first 30 minutes of the movie exactly what you need to expect for the rest of the movie. And it sets up the tension and everything. But like you said, somebody's putting a 15 minute scene in there that gives all that detail that you don't necessarily need. I mean, you it's don't. really a this was kind of like I don't, I don't want to say it's a masterpiece because that's not the right word, but. It was like a a very intense course on how to make a fucking great film. And I don't feel like we've gotten movies quite like that in a while. Like, I mean, of course, like you look at Killers of the Flower Moon, and it's just this epic masterpiece. And it's an amazing movie. But this is so different because it's so dark and it's two hours long, right? Like, it's basically... Mm-hmm all the stuff that people aren't necessarily doing anymore. Like it's in, in its own way, it's kind of like a kind of classic, but he's just doing things different, but it's not all that different than the way we used to make movies. Right. So him doing it is just kind of this like weird study. And like, I can do whatever the fuck I want because I'm David Fincher and I made the social network. Yeah. And there's a lot of just anticipating on our end. I mean, he says and yeah. anticipate a ton of the movie, but there's for me, at least there was a bunch of points where I was expecting 
like the the supposed or the the, the the hitman that he thought was on the plane to show back up at some point or we're, <laughs> we're waiting like at the beginning the, the opening scene is 20 minutes before he even pulls that trigger right like yep. he and, and, and i feel like that's brilliant because there's just so many movies where we have assassins we have snipers we have hitman who are as soon as the movie starts they're already they're already pulling the job like the job is almost done or they're finishing it and i mean to me it felt like as realistic as jar jarhead was where you know everybody feels like when they're deployed every single day they're in a dog fight and they're shooting and all this other stuff and every single day they're just waiting on permission to pull the trigger that they just never get you know so it's just sitting and so waiting really it's and- just a lot of masturbation Correct. That's it. That's just what it is for the entire movie. And that's what he was yeah. doing. The, the the first 20 minutes of this movie is just waiting on a target. Like he even whenever he had the call with Hodges, he said, I've been here five days and nothing. So I'm going to give him one day, maybe two. And then I'm out of here. You know, so it's just waiting, waiting, waiting for that moment that just never happened. But again, two hour or one hour, 59 minute runtime. Rodden's made a score of 86 to 61. This being this movie just came out. So I feel like those scores will change, especially on the u- user side. And, and again, yeah, I don't, I don't like people. Yeah, <laughs> this is my people like, I, and, and this is gonna sound hyperbolic, but this is my favorite movie of the year. Like, and I, I, I just, no, or it's, maybe it's, it's one of the best movies I've movie. seen in a long time. Like, it really hit perfect for me. <laughs> right, and I, I looked up the score before I'd seen the movie because I just done did a bunch of notes or put in all my stuff before I actually made my notes. And so I saw that and I was like, damn. And then I, and after I watched it, I was like, yeah, I don't agree with that. Six now nah, y'all just and, wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just yeah. people are just wrong. And that's just yeah, crazy because all the stuff that we just talked about that we were like, Oh, boy, that would sure bog this movie down is exactly why this is so low. Like I'm yeah, sure there are people who were like, solid Oh man, why didn't we get like his backstory or, you know, when he was talking about, he was, I need to know school. about his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't we see right. him in law school? Why do we know more about them? Why wasn't there like a bigger fight? Like all the kind of stuff that we were just like, boy, it's kind of cool that it's not in this movie is, <laughs> I, I know. Like, <laughs> this is a sound solid mean. point. Let him cook. It's true though, right? Like we, I don't know. I was reading a review of this and they brought this movie up and there's kind of a good point. Like when, when I say it out loud, it sounds like it's mean, but it's not, people are like, to the average person, you could describe this as like smart man's John Wick, but like without some of like the the big like you know handful of popcorns that John mm-hmm. Wick has, like some more backstory stuff, some more lore and details, and like these bigger action sequences. And again, the John Wick movies are cool. I love the John Wick. There's nothing wrong with the movie having yeah, fucking rock. Yeah, yep. having like a bigger action set piece, but this from the person who's directing it, from the type of character we're dealing with, like it makes more sense to not like, I, I don't want to say that ruin it. You know what I mean? But like, it feels like it's a miss, like reading of the character in this story to have had like a big shootout sequence or to have been like back before he was a hitman when he was in law school, this is what he was doing. Like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So no, like, I, I like you're right, Chris, because the coolest part about that for me that. is like, how exactly did Charles Parnell, convince him to not be a lawyer anymore and then i didn't give right. a fuck i was like that's awesome <laughs> yeah, that i'm glad cool. i'll never know <laughs> that's yeah, and that's just i'm excited to talk to more people about oh sorry but... no go ahead no no i was just gonna, i was gonna let you finish i was just gonna i was gonna piggyback off your point i think that oh. that's the reason why that score is what it is because people see a mm-hmm. name like the killer and they just expect killing for two hours you know and and mm-hmm. listen it should should people i mean we're you know we're in there's the lots of today. killing but 
tons of killing. Yeah. There's tons of it. It's just not, you know, gunfights and, and, and everything else for two straight hours. And I appreciate that. Do I appreciate a movie like a John Wick or Jack Reach or whatever? We can Hell name yeah. about different ones. They both like, can be good, right? They both like, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's I wasn't saying yeah. that bad. That's what I meant. We can have both. And that's what fucking rules about movies. Exactly. Yes. They both can be good, and we get to have our cake and eat it too. Right, like we get to like, look back and say we got John Wick four and this in the same. Like we got those the same types of run. assassin movies, and they fucking rule. And it's like I'll think about those two movies forever. Like those, are just yeah. two crazy movies that we got this year about assassins. So like, right. I hope and, it didn't sound like I was shitting on John because again, no, no it John didn't. Four is no, in my top like ten. No, I knew exactly what you meant. Anytime there's a scenario like this where it comes to food, sports, movies, whatever, I always think about the Chappelle quote. And it's so funny that I always go back to a comedy <laughs> show about that. But he was doing a stand up in San Francisco. He was doing For What Is Worth in San Francisco. And he was talking about, you know, if he went back in time, because he was talking about taking the president's face off of money and how a country did that. And he was like, what about our money, man? He said, look, if we went back in time, if me and my buddy went back in time right now and we saw George Washington, my buddy would be like, Dave, look, it's George Washington, the father of this great nation. I'm going to go shake his hand. And he said, and I'd be on the other side like, run, nigga, George Washington. And he said, and we'd both be right. <laughs> and he, he said, we'd both be right. Both be right. And, and, <laughs> And I think about that all the time because it's correct. they both would 100% be correct. <laughs> they would be 100% correct in, in, in his, the, the one friend's admiration and adoration, and then Chappelle being completely mortified. He said, Run. George, he said, Run. George Washington. <laughs> correct response, to be fair. And it's just, that's just exactly how it would go so yes there there is room for both and there's room to enjoy both however in a movie like this when we have somebody who is chris like you said so meticulous and so methodical with with his jobs and what he does like he talked about doing so much to blend in i mean on that very first job he's going you know he knew how much protein he get in, in his mcdonald's and how often good how many McDonald's get 10 grams of protein for a euro yeah he said along he's, with he's the 47 million other people they'll serve this week <laughs> serve this week right so he blends in just like everybody else so that's that's the point that for him to be you know just, just like brad pitt notion 11 i need i need you to remember, he's gotta to like remember you. you yeah like you and forget about you the minute that you walk away exactly yeah. so it's just like that and that's that's just how it's gonna go again going back to my jarhead point i feel like a lot of people think when it comes to hitman it's just like you know get on a plane, have a fancy suit on land, go, to, go to some kind of bird, you know, some kind of perch, shoot their, Literally shoot their target. And then go home. No, that's, that's not how it goes. Not <laughs> yeah. how it goes at all. And so you should this, never this is more realistic to an assassination. Correct. Right. We're, we're going to wait. Just McDonald's. What the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> right. This guy's wearing a three piece and he's getting a McGriddle. Yeah, this doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. yeah, arrest him just in case. There's nothing about this. Even. I don't know what he's done or what he's going to do, but arrest well, he's him. He's got to go to jail right now. Yeah. Right, right now. There's no two ways about it. Like, take him to prison immediately. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's just it, man. Like, and so that's that's why I appreciate about this. That's why I do like a movie like this mm-hmm. where we get we get the full process, and it's not so much just killing. Obviously, we have the the redemption arc and he's trying to clear his name and he's going, he's doing all the things to figure out, okay, who was at his, 
safe house and and who all knew about it. i mean he at that point he turns into john creasy and he's just killing <laughs> he kills yeah. everybody at that point you know i mean like literally no anybody he comes in contact with is dead i i was really convinced that that dude that poor taxi driver dude hadn't even been on the job <laughs> yeah i knew yeah, he, he wasn't gonna shot make yeah he got shot right in the fucking car that, the yeah. movie is so good with shit like that because it's like mm-hmm. It teeters on this line of making you think that they're gonna do the thing. Was like, oh, he's really not gonna kill him. Like, he's not the guy. He has nothing to do with it. And then, yep. like, even if he's not doing the narration in that yeah. moment, you just remember the narration and what kind of character you're dealing with. And he just kills me. You know, like, again, tons of other movies would have him have some empathy and be like, he's just a tab driver. He doesn't know what's going on. I'm not gonna kill him. But not in this movie. Not not well, in this movie. <laughs> The also fascinating thing is like what Fincher does really well in this one is that the if you listen to the narrative and then you watch the movie without the narrative to it, his actions are different than the words that he says. Right. Because of the facial expression, some of the things that he does very much so. Right. And like (laughs) so there are times where you're sitting there thinking. Oh yeah, he's gonna do this, even though he said yep. this, right? But yep. he never does. He always sticks to his principles, mm-hmm. even yep. though there are times where it does feel like he is kind of being contrarian to himself, which is like I mean, super sharp. Oh yeah, that's just like that. You can only get that from having a guy like Fassbender to work with a guy like this. Like when yep. he kills the the secretary, like all of the shit he's doing her, like you know his more not his more. He's you know like his his you know, his plan and how he wants to go about it and his kind of motto with doing that. But it's like you're saying, you can see on his face that he is taking this pause and maybe has these seconds where he's like, do I really want to kill her? It's like, I don't really want to hurt this lady or anything like that. Or He did want to. <laughs> and then he's just like, game is the game, unfortunately. I got to snap your neck. Unfortunately. What? what? Your kids and will be and like, a oh, lot of it <laughs> was to cover up. that. That's what the part of this movie that I think, like, really resonated with me is the the failure aspect of it and trying to make up for the failure himself right Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you're right Mm -hmm. he didn't want to kill her but he had to because he fucked up right and the the even though like i know that they went and beat up his girlfriend all that sort of stuff but this movie is about what it means to try to figure out how to fix your failures and like this is an insane version of that. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong, this is this is an insane. But every time that he had to kill the cab driver um, and all these different people, it's because he was trying to cover up or fix his own fuck up. And that is like one of those challenging things that when you're watching it, you're just like, okay, well, yeah, he's doing this because they kind of give us that little nugget of his girlfriend getting beat up, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, okay, well, he is. You know, he's getting revenge. This is a revenge movie, and it's not at all. It's, it's a no. because he doesn't actually give a fuck right. about anybody. He mm-hmm. said that right in yep. the movie. Yep. I don't give a I fuck. don't give a fuck. And <laughs> so you can't tell me that it has anything more to do than his own fuck up and feeling guilty because of that. Yeah, he had to which cover, is cause fucking I, awesome. Because, <laughs> like he said, he said, he said, he said, Ted Williams batted three forty four in his career. He said, "I batted a thousand. So that just lets us <laughs> yeah, know. If, if I gave he, myself credit for the mob yeah. guy that uh, whose heart exploded, <laughs> that whole dialogue was sick, man. Yeah. It was great. So he he just let us know. It's like I don't mess up, and so, but that ultimately, like 
what he stood for saved his life at the end because Tilda Swinton was like, can you help a girl up? And he was like, don't, you know, don't, don't. I thought, go- man, and then he just shot her in the fucking face. He shot her in the head, and then we see, <laughs> see her gun about to be pulled out of her purse, and it was like, yeah. if he had helped her up, she would have shot him right in the face, too, you know? So, he, yeah. had, had he had any moment of weakness, had he had any moment where he wanted to be compassionate for that person because he felt badly or felt like, I can let this one person live, like, that would have ultimately undone him, and I really thought at that point, that's, that's why the movie making to me is so brilliant, because I thought at that point, he was after that after that beautiful conversation they had at the restaurant and they were having Fuck. like whiskey Fuck. flights talking about yeah. ice cream and and talking about can't get any better food in this in the city and all this stuff i was like oh he's gonna they're gonna have a, a, this this is gonna be the one he lets go this is gonna be the right. one because he could see show. himself in her correct yeah right? and, and, and was, yeah her dude her dialogue was unbelievable. like yeah that, that's so that, fucking that's good, dude. She didn't show up until somebody. Dude, the movie was over when the movie was fucking over. It was this like they had run the credits, bro. She, it was like it was unbelievable. He said that story she told about the bear, like that shit was hilarious. He said, You're not here for the hunting, are you? You're not here for the hunting. She was like, you'd be very important <laughs> to not join me in my last supper. And, and you know, we've worked. I mean, it's just, it's just it's everything. And she said, we've all had to work between the occasional civilian who stood between the eyes and the prize. I mean, there were just so many yeah. lines in that conversation. I was like, please, God, talk so for the rest can of this I movie. Just, yeah. Like, can I just listen to them? Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to spend. That's the spinoff movie. We need just Tilda Swinton's yeah. career. Yeah. yeah we talked about Tangerine and Lemon. That's that's the conversation we need between the killer and the expert. That's, that's the yeah. movie we need there but yeah he 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 stood he stood his ground on everything and just chris like you're saying i legitimately up until the expert i thought he was going to let dolores go i really did because she was like but at some point she would have somebody would have questioned her because you know there's just like he's talking about the 21st century it's impossible to be a ghost so he's like you know blend in as much as possible as opposed to try to hide as much be recognizable yeah right so somebody was gonna it was gonna get back to her so he had to kill her man but Anyway, so we we talk about Fassbender and and where he he is or has been in our movie going career. So, mm-hmm. two thousand one, we see him in Band of Brothers. Oh six, he he shows up in three hundred as as one of Leon, King Leonidas's men. He makes it towards the, that small group that that makes it towards the end. And he said it's you know he's talking to fa- he's talking to he's talking to Leonidas and he said it was an honor to fight by your side and, and Leonidas is like it was an honor to die beside yours mm-hmm. we have Inglorious in 09 first class in 2011 which is quite possibly one of my favorite movies of his him playing young that made me fucking rules and the he is scene, so good in it the scene he had at the bar whenever he's talking about he's like my father, you know, he shows his numbers on his on his forearm and, and he's talking about, my, you know, my father was from here or from there. And he he kills the bartender and he stabs that one guy in the hand, dude, like the, the intensity in that scene is incredible. Haywire in 11, Prometheus in 12, 12 years of slave, 13. The counselor also in 13 days of future past is 14. He was Steve Jobs in 15 and then Alien Covenant 17, amongst others. But yeah. to me, he just has that it factor like that movie star he has all that he has the look he has the chops for like he's the kind of guy called like i said even if he was just legitimately like if he was just the face of gq or something like i feel like he could be dressed dressed up or down and every every 
every combination would be incredible. You know, right. But yeah. just, let's just talk about Fassbender Cole and, and where he falls in our. I mean, we've talked about him legitimately. What since? I mean, since Inglorious, I know for sure and probably for before sure, that. Yeah. So yeah. talk about him. Yeah, so I think that, um, I, in fact, it. I, I was kicking myself when I was watching this movie because he is what we should have talked about when we were talking about Bullet as a person that is closest Ooh. to Steve McQueen, <laughs> right? Like, he has a Steve McQueen-type yes. career, and he is cool, and he is famous because he is just a movie star, right? Like, he, he there are some pretty good acting performances in there. Like, he was really good at Steve Jobs, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's kind of just got that gravity. And like he is kind of the perfect example of what a modern Steve McQueen is. And he even races cars too. So it's like a even even uh, more of a perfect. But yeah, the the thing about Fossbender is like there I don't feel like there are enough roles for him to really Correct. shine. Yep. Right. Because he has he kind of has that uh, like grit, I would say. Um, and he really needs people like David Fincher that are just making movies that he would just be perfect for. And I don't feel like we get enough of those, even though like, you know, he was perfect as Magneto. He's been perfect in all these different roles. The Inglorious Bastards role is actually kind of strange because he's like super charming. Not that he isn't always charming, but it's different than a lot of the roles that he's gravitated towards recently yeah. um, or even like most of his career. And, you know, he's just one of those guys that like, is gonna pop up, do a couple movies. You're gonna love both of those fucking movies, and then that's gonna be it for a few years. And mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of dig that, right? Like, I feel like we get fatigue from some of these people. Leo's one of the people that just pops up, does a couple movies. Gosling does that, but I do feel like we constantly are getting more and more, you know, because of social media, all the stars, and there's good things to that, but all the stars, <laughs> we see them all the fucking time. Right. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But the cool thing about Fossbender is like he can kind of just disappear out of your life for a bit. And then he's going to do a movie and you're going to be like, that's my favorite movie I've seen in two years. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, even though I didn't love Haywire, I mean, it was it was okay. Jenna Carano, she was she was he was great. She went she went from MMA to the to the in front of the camera. But he his his short stint, the movie was great, dude. Like, and that's awesome. Yeah. He shows the up counselor was like not necessarily a good movie, but he was fantastic yep. in it. Um, and I really dig the counselor. It's fucking dark. If you think this is dark, yeah. that is like yeah. <laughs> even yeah. more so. But no, it, it's tough, man. He came, he comes in and he's charming. He charmed the pants off of Nixon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he comes in, dude, and he's just. But it, it, it just seems effortless. Want a ping like pong tournament. <laughs> right like just give him give him a suit give him you know a little gun that can fit fit into a, a side host or whatever and it's like let him cook man he's like you said the, to me the the role out outside of first class for me to roll the, the the cameo the small part that he had in inglorious to me encapsulates it's what he can bring to a movie perfection it's it might it's be incredible. one of the best performances in any tarantino movie and it, he man, got it from a guy that like was kind of relatively unknown and put him on the yeah. map in a lot of ways. And like, you know, it, it, I know that sounds crazy to say that, but there's not a performance that I think is quite as memorable as his to me. It's smart. As far as like a small role, of course, Travolta and Pulp, like mm-hmm. you know, that, that there's everything's been written about that, but you're right, Keith. It's like that role was just like, this dude is a fucking movie star. 
he's a he's a star, man. Put just put him in. I mean, he was in he was in it for seven, eight minutes, and he just incredibly. He talks about you know he grew up in this little he, he grew up because talking about his accent in the movie. Of course, we're talking mm-hmm. about Inglorious, and then he's smoking the cigarettes. Like I was like, Jesus, do I want to smoke now? You know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. How he goes from speaking German, and then he's of course he's speaking his his language, and and so anyway, it, it just to me like that's the kind of you're right. Like he shows up every few years, and he's just like, here's a banger, here's a banger. Yeah. Here, here, this right. is for y'all. I'm gonna spend the rest of my time just being married to Alicia Vikander. Right, like Chris, we were talking like- about just the thing that we enjoy is just acting. Like he just. He just acts, man. He just comes in, like Cole said, the nonverbals. I mean, I would love to see a breakdown, like a percentage-wise, of nonverbal to verbal in this movie. And I know he did a lot of narrating, but if we you saw took the narrating out, I bet you the amount of words he said was like under thirty. I mean, like <laughs> we we were getting his dialogue through right. his like through his mental personality, right? Which yep. is yep. obviously a very untrustworthy person as your narrator because he's telling the story mm-hmm. about himself, mm-hmm. but. Throughout the movie, I bet he said forty words at most. Right, like he was most talking in the hospital, like when he was asking for the room and he was talking to the guy yeah. trying to get a read on the situation. Yeah, and other than that, it's like not a lot. It's like you know, two to three word sentences or something like that, or some short questions. So yeah, I bet. Like if if we took the narration out and they're like, yeah, he said fifty words, I'd be like, can we count them? Are you sure? Who counted those <laughs> words? That anything like is a one word. Mike. I need you guys to remember. Anything is one word. Are we sure we need to re- stop the count? Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Of- I demand a recount. Yeah, but just to talk about Fastman to Chris and just 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 the thing that we enjoy acting and how just how well he does it. And again, in a role like this where he just absolutely flourishes. Well, it's weird because like it's not even you know I, I just haven't heard stories of him being like a crazy method actor or anything like that. But he just. Right. Thinks so deep into every role that he's in, like for as recognizable as Michael Fassbender is, like he, he doesn't have one of those things. Where it's, it's kind of jarring to watch him try to become something else because you can't stop thinking about like, oh, that's still you know, that's still Michael, like that's still the guy from that. Like if he sinks into those roles and you kind of forget that he's like a real person for a second. Like in this, yeah. I did not say an actual name when I was thinking about this. Movie. I just keep saying the killer, right? Like I had to like break my brain and be like, fuck, I'm talking about an actual person. I can just say Michael Fassbender on the pod and not just keep saying the killer. Like, he's an actual, real-life person. Mm-hmm. But he does such a good job of sinking so deep into roles like that. And so when he has to carry these things, like he has to, you know, deliver a lot of what's important to his character through facial expression. Like, he doesn't really have to get to talk to people. Like, he has to kind of have this overarching narration and then conflict with that it just becomes so easy for him because it's like he's he's like not a version of himself that understands anything else. You know what I mean? Like he's not like a mm-hmm. actor who understands like I have to try to deliver this and remember how to contrast it with what's going like he's just like I just need to make this face. Like this is how I feel right now. This is what I need to convey in this and it's and you know, I, I we, I'm saying this like it's not a thing that most actors. Do. I know most actors don't think too much about it. But when you just watch him do any type of role, where it's a small role, where it's a lead role, where it's a supporting role, like you really just get so swept up in his performance. And I do think that has a lot to do with what you're saying, Cole. He doesn't know a lot of stuff that it's like he gives us time to be away from that we're not super locked into the the allure of Michael Fassbender in a way that you surely should be with the guy who's this talented. Mm-hmm. So it's like when mm-hmm. you see him, you know, he doesn't get 
much time to sit there and point like, oh my God, it's Michael Fassman before he gets right into just delivering this performance that is one of the two or three best things that you'll see from someone all year. And he disappears. And like I said, then you have to like retrain your brain and be like, shit, he's a real person. I forgot. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. He's not on the beach. Somewhere in England or something like that. He's a real guy. So I don't know. Like That's just the thing that I think about the ghost. And he is just so good at completely like letting all, like even like so he has certain things that he's just very good at that go from role to role or maybe certain things that, you know, he does in a role that makes you that makes a director want to work with him for that. But he's so good at like stripping that and not carrying all these other different parts of him into everything else that he's doing, just being like a completely different person, completely distinct version of whatever character he's playing from film to film. Like we could look at two or three roles of his and find similarities, but at the same time we'd be like, these are the two most different people I've ever seen in my life. And ever people who have that like Leonardo DiCaprio has some things that roll mm-hmm. over from a lot of characters and there's nothing wrong with that like you're good at what you're good at and you bring what you bring but it's so crazy that he is just like I'm a different person than I was two years ago entirely nothing my, I don't know for some reason I feel like his eyes change colors every three fucking years mm-hmm. <laughs> hold on cook about this god he's just, going crazy uh, I need to put him outside so roll it out and turn on here <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I thought somebody was sneezing. I don't know what was happening. No, that's him. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I was like, I got to go, bro. He's got to right. find Harry Potter. <laughs> I heard every step. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> oh, y'all got to keep going now if you're weird. Oh, Oh, yeah, we can. I'm headed back up now. You can hear all 20 steps again. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm six floor with a wooden staircase. It happens, man. Yeah, it does, man. And sometimes it just be like the game. Although, game. if you heard me, but I wish you could have seen me going up the stairs. I was kind of like combines ready. Like, I don't know. Like, I could probably hunt down Jalen Hurts tomorrow. But if I could just move the way I moved up the stairs, oh, yeah. probably make a tough one. I mean, he doesn't move like he used to, man. I think he... <laughs> no. I absolutely think you can. He knows I'm out there. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. He just – he comes along, and I think that that's what just and, – and, Cole, you did make a really good point we are talking about, which is the market is just so saturated with stars now, man. And, and, and for better or worse, I mean, social media has done that. where We just see – I feel like we see people every single day. And, and, All the, and the time. The, yeah, we just see, you know, inside their daily lives, and even it doesn't have to be a movie or TV show. Man, I know a lot of a lot of stars now are doing more commercials, and we see them in almost every level of media. It's like social media. We see them on commercials. We see them in movies. See them everywhere, and so it's it's hard to digest something because it's like, man, I just saw you in a Wendy's commercial. Now you're in this <laughs> this commercial, yeah. and this movie is coming out. And again, you know, I mean, it's you know a formula for success for some. Sometimes it works better to to. Sure. to Daniel Day Lewis, where we and just I'm see, sure you make a lot more money doing social media fucking yeah, postings yeah, every sure. week, right? And there's nothing yeah, wrong man. with that. My revenue stream, you know, what I mean, like it's, <laughs> it's cool <laughs> having different revenue streams, and that's get him some Alpha's ass water. That'll fix it. <laughs> you know, somebody if if I was a star in any capacity, my agent was like, "Listen, we need to get your get your money up by doing this or doing that." Nobody's going to. Say well, this shouldn't happen, or that shouldn't happen. Be like, yeah, of course, I'm not going to turn down 
another 500k to do whatever what whatever that particular role is the craziest vitamin water partnership i just want to make sure that's oh, well known. yeah i'll be on the fucking bottle two weeks yeah in. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for chicken to approach me to do a commercial <laughs> free chicken where <laughs> all these people who don't like chicken and watermelon it's great uh, do it for free chicken Jeez. so I, I i do get it however it is just the case where sometimes i just we just have just have fatigue man it's like to yeah. me an example of it is kevin hart where he would just man i feel like he was as soon as he would rap one movie he'd start filming another you know and just like kevin hart we, was in our lives too much a whole not in life. a bad way but like too just much. a bunch yeah. just a ton so it, it is better quantity over quality quality over quantity excuse me so we don't see them all the time but again it's it's a formula that works for some and so, so you know it is it's a learning experience a learning curve for some celebrities it's like i don't need to be seen all the time and that's just kind of what we got with him and it works you know like he picks you know he's he's has a good agent so he has a good eye looks at a script says you know this is this is something i want to do or don't want to do and everything's not going to be a home run however it is i think it behooves him to work in this capacity and it exactly. does work so it and it's and it's fine. It's great, you know. Again, like I said, I, of all the movies I've listed him in, I, I have probably, if I said ten movies, I have eight of them on DVD. I can watch them right now. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. clearly, something is working very well, and, and it's a guy that I, I enjoy watching. So this, like I said, this this role and just having the Man, slow I burn. forgot about Twelve Years a Slave and how fucking good he was in that. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> if you have to like block down now, like you have to, yeah. Do- Correct. Because he's yeah, so he was, bad. He he's like so scary, fucking but... evil. Yeah. He's so like, he mean, dude. Bad, I hated it. It's it like, I, I can't just watch Training Day, even though Denzel was incredible. It's just like, I've probably seen Training Day five times my entire life, you know, because it's just like, man, I, you know, it's raining outside. I don't really feel like getting out. I know what sick I of seeing doing. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sick of him being a bad guy. Fire up training day. That's that's what yeah. that's what I'll do. It's just not not the case, even though his his performance is absolutely incredible. You watch Black Hawk Down during like a thunderstorm or something that one time. Oh no, I was going through it, take, man. I can't take your word for that. Shit happens, man. Yeah, I was going through it. I apologize for that. Yeah, I did it. So what? You yeah. watched that in like seven. Like he was like yeah. double feature. He was yeah, get, he was doing feature. all the prep work for a colonoscopy, so he watched fucking yeah. <laughs> just had to grab the most depressing yeah, yeah. movies. Of... What will cheer me up? I know. No, watch both of those. Black Hawk Down and <laughs> yeah, bad bad decision making on my part. I should just listen to a bunch of Drake songs. Cheer yeah. me up. <laughs> that would have been a worse mood. Yeah. But it, it, it is a case where we do get a slow burn and it's great because we have a lot of opportunity to see our character navigate everything and and see him again. Cole, like you said, it's not so much the redemption or redeem or I mean, he's redeeming himself. It's not so much like, um, you know, I'm avenging my girlfriend. She, she got beat nice. up and she didn't she didn't you know, she didn't turn on him, but she was man. She looked bad like she she yeah, got she clearly got fucked up. Yeah, real, real bad. But it was a case where he's like, I need to clean up this mess because I don't mess up. And like you said earlier, so we got a case where he is. I mean, he went as far as to join a gym to to make sure that he was like, you know, he joined the Valley Equinox at the end just so he could follow his people, make yeah. sure that he got his job taken care of. Well, which, I, man, I just I, like stuff like that, man, where we see just that process of it, not so much the hits, but we see yeah. the small the Amazoning the- of I mean, the card reader. The, the renting of a WeWork, like there was a lot of really cool stuff like that in it where it was just like 
Fincher just kind of giving the middle finger to what our modern take on things is, you yep. know, because like you think about it and you're like, oh yeah, all these things make our lives easier. It also mm-hmm. makes this guy's life easier. <laughs> and I'm not I sure that that's know. necessarily a good thing. <laughs> or I, I know it's not a good thing. Right? Those, like card, those like, you know, scanner, what do you even say? Like, you can get uh, fucking anything on Amazon. It's like replicated. Yeah. It's not like a creator, like the word in the title of the object was like, it was I don't know what it was. Whatever it had, like yeah. like, like like you know, it was like copier. Cloning. Yeah, yeah, copier. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, you shouldn't be able to buy that. What and he got it sent to a fucking locker in less than twenty four hours, right? And then he attempted an assassination out of a rework that was no longer there, right? Like the, the, there's just so much good stuff on this. Uh, there's so much good stuff in this with like kind of what we think of as being a good thing. Remember he was talking about um, Airbnb and he was like, those super users love their nanny cams and like just all that sort of stuff. Where it was just like, yeah. Bro said, who needs a Trojan horse when you have Postmates? Yep. He said (laughs) that everything's locked up till a billionaire wants like something watermelon. I don't even remember. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was just Cody actually and just brought walked up, straight up in there. Walked in there, and you brought up a point that I was going to touch on because he just like Fight Club makes all these corporate references, and it's very, mm-hmm. very intentional. He brought up, and I'm sure I'll miss some, but he brought up McDonald's, Airbnb, Dateline, Google, Storage Wars, Amazon, Starbucks, Wordle, and Postmates. Yeah, amongst others, like he just amongst others. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, like you said, very intentional in dropping those because it's like, oh yeah, I use all of those things because it makes my life easier. But then it also makes life worse because where I think I'm being secure, like all my shit is out there. You know how much more efficient modern technology made him of a killer, right? Right. Like he was so good at his job because of what we've developed. And that's like, you just don't think about it. I never would have been like, oh yeah, Amazon would be a great place to get all these different things that he was going to need to break into a billionaire's place. And he didn't kill him. Right. And Mm -hmm. you know, but that, that, uh, that whole, just the whole use of it was got in there right in his kitchen though all the drugs he needed to knock out that dog he bought at a fucking gas station you know yeah that's it's just it's wild right there yeah i would just never think to and and we also think like said that process is going to be so difficult where he has to go like you're saying go to like do all this black market stuff and he has to go in the speakeasy and then he has to go behind a false wall and get whatever he needs and bro just went to texaco He went to Ace Hardware (laughs) and got a fucking saw and got rid of a body from an Ace Hardware. Everything he needed. And he got it. Even even another another really cool move in this was uh, it was a a fucking curbside pickup that our lives started doing because of COVID. So he never had to go in and show his face. Right. Another little nugget of like just being very aware of what he's talking about. And Fincher is interesting because like he was one of the first to make huge Netflix deals and Mm -hmm. he's out here, you know, having commentary and it feels tongue in cheek in this one. Like it feels very self-aware, very intentional. I could could talk about this movie for fucking ever. I'm not going to lie to you. I think so. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to stop you from doing it because that's (laughs) We're here to talk about the movie and, and all the things in it. I mean, even yeah. down, like you said, where he wanted to blend in or make sure that nobody really remembered him. All the names he used were TV TV characters, right? Sure did. Felix, yeah. Felix Unger from The Odd Couple, Archie Bunker, all in the family, Oscar Madden. Yeah. Happy also, Days. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Reuben Kincaid, Partridge Family, Lou Grant was in the he's in the name of the series. It's called Lou Grant, played by Ed Asner. <laughs> Sam Malone from Cheers, George Jefferson, of course, we know the Jeffersons, and Robert Hartley from the TV show The Avengers. So right. all those every single one he's using. The George and- Jefferson one killed me. I won't lie. Yeah. I was like, no fucking way. How did that lady not say something? <laughs> yeah. Sam Malone's funny too. Yeah. yeah real yeah. funny. I met a guy the other day. His name is he he actually started he and his wife started training to bad have you been since like 1990 <laughs> what was his name you cut bill out gates. bill gates oh, that's you know yeah. he's gonna put a bomb in the gym keith you, let me know whenever he's there so i can know time to come <laughs> that that's a man on a mission his name is not no damn bill gates yeah like, what do i have no, to do the craziest thing i met a dude the other day named chiwetoe jiafer no i'm just kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was looking at my coat he's going to hurt me He's too in the character. It's not that yeah. serious. I was like, do you do you need to just start going by Bill or William? Is that gonna make your life easier? He's like, why do I have to change my name? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> He's the one who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you just call me Mike. You don't have to be Michael Bolton. Just call me Mike. They both look both the Bobs looked up at him like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> but we you know again there's only a handful of people in this movie everybody had smaller roles Every, i mean everybody is except for fastbenders up for for mr mustang i feel like but mm-hmm. I, I for everybody but i feel like there truly is only one answer for mr mustang and it's who i'm about to bring up tilda swinton in her role as the expert chris i'll let you talk about her and just the six minutes we had of her in this movie if that she's drinking whiskey flights ask for the bottle, ask for ice cream, and she drops six. I mean, she eventually was just like, hey, do you mind coming in for like a day of shooting? I'm going to give you some of the best lines of all time, and you get to you get to drink whiskey. She's like, I'll be there in an hour. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. talk about her character and just all the things she revealed to the killer and then just what happened in that particular scene. Well, it's like we said, what Cole said when we were talking about her last week, like, she really is just one of the best actresses of, like, this generation, if like Other. in terms of the roles that she picks and what she brings to them, and it's weird because I don't want to say she does movies that are like out of the mainstream because they so incredibly are not right. But when she does like the bigger movies, she is never the most in your face character. So like you don't really realize it until you see her and she shows up and puts on this fantastic performance and blows you away, and you're just like. Oh, I forgot this is just like the greatest actress I've ever seen. Like when she does her smaller stuff and she leads that, she's of course fantastic in it. But in something like this, which is like, you know, it's this is by no means a very small scale movie. Like it's a David Fincher Netflix movie starring Michael Foster, right? It's, it's a big it's a big movie. And she was advertised as being in it. But you know, at the same time it's like you go so long without seeing her that you kind of forget that she's in. And then she shows up and just like in everything else she's in, she just reminds you that she is just one of the most talented most sophisticated, smartest people working today, like in the field. And in that scene, I mean, she shows off everything that you can imagine Tilda Swinton or someone of her caliber being good at. She somehow yep. gets to do it in one sequence. Like she gets to be a little funny. She gets to be a little like emotion because you can kind of see it on the face of this person realize that they're about to die and you, you know, you fucking hate it for them. She also conveys a sense of like, don't get it twisted, dude. Like, I'm really you. Like, he's, you know, he said that he saw himself and her. Like, she, you also get the sense that she is also 
maybe not as dangerous as him, or maybe she is and she just got caught slipping, but you get the sense that she's also incredibly dangerous and she's like feisty and fiery and could be, you know, again, she could be him in another scenario, right? So it's like everything that you could think of a person needing to do really in any role, she just always finds a way to just put everything into a scene when she shows up and it does it here. And Cole, you got to take it because I know you're you maybe a bigger fan of this scene. I think I can already tell yeah. that you mentioned it three or four more times. So I'll, I'll pass it to you because it's one of those, like, I'm so stuck by it. I can't put any words into it other than being like, She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're, that's just as good as it gets. I feel like I should have watched this movie a couple of days or give myself more time to process it. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm stuck here being, you know, a couple hours away from stuck just thinking, like, huh. I can't put into words how good that was in a lot of parts. I've done myself a disservice. Yeah. Would, would you take that scene out of out of my hands, you'll do a better job than me. Sure. I, I don't know if I will because you, you did kind of cook there, but I um that scene for me is just it like the the conflict that is being portrayed in the scene mm-hmm. is all of the kind of like moral, not moral questions, I guess more of the like the she is probably the only person in his life that could understand him. And then she was giving all of the information to him that he didn't want to hear. Right. And it, like, mm-hmm. even though he kept cold and he kept calculated and he kept to the plan, all of the stuff that he had been like contemplating uh, about his own failure and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. he never really says it, but she brings up a good point where he doesn't miss how did he miss? Did he mm-hmm. want to miss himself? And then what we get in the end of the movie when he's sitting on the beach is very inconclusive because that's what David Fincher does. But I think that this scene is very, I don't, I it, like just good is a good explanation of the scene <laughs> because it is amazing, but it is also the kind of cold calculation of, all of the thoughts that he isn't saying because we're getting a very biased narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those sort of things are being said by a different character, right? Because we're still getting that part of the story told, but it's not being told by him. And it shouldn't be told by him because he is so he's got tunnel vision, like he talked about it, or what he call it, occupational hazard or something mm-hmm. that he talked about mm-hmm. earlier. He has that even though he is thinking to himself or, you know, having those conflict that we all do, you can be, you know, we've all been fully committed to certain things and been like, this is the way it is. And this is how I do things. And then when you're alone, you think about it and you, you, you kind of second guess yourself, right? That is the same kind of thing we happen, but he presented a different front and we got it from one of our generation's best actors. Right. And that's Tilda Swinton in an amazing fucking scene. Right, and she basically just got a monologue. She um, got right. some of the best dialogue in the entire movie. Right, it was yeah. it was all up for her, but it was perfect. I don't know that we could have gotten somebody better to deliver that. And I know no. a lot of times we talk about dialogue, we have a back and forth between two characters, and there's a myriad of movies that we can bring up. But this was just her just being like, "Bro, what what, what the hell? What are you what are you doing here? Why expose yourself like this? How'd you miss and all this other stuff?" It's like basically she was just saying what what he was thinking, but she was yep. saying all things, and she you know he couldn't say them out loud, so she just verbalized them for him. She said and, it for us, right? Right, yeah. She if, even if there was a monologue, like as she talked and then his thoughts came out, it probably they would have mirrored each other exactly. because uh, 
there were, you know, at, at earlier in the movie, he talked about being one of the many, one of the one of the few, and not one of the many. And then at yeah. the end, he's like, many, many and not like one of the me, few. one of the many. And then his right. eye twitched. Yep. Yep. So, is <laughs> that, he, and that's it. He, that's what we get. Movie ended. Did he want to get back to some kind of normalcy, or is he just itching? You know, just like in the oceans, yeah. where it's like, you know, anytime I walk in a room, I see all the angles and you know all yeah. this other stuff. Well, so I, I think that he we probably get a case where he tries it. He, he attempts some kind of normalcy. He has, you know, he has his girlfriend, he has the, the house in the DR, which I was really surprised he would go back to. I figured with that being compromised, he would go somewhere else. I mean, else. everybody I, was dead. <laughs> yeah. Learning <laughs> says like something like this will never happen again. I'll make sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, gotta yeah, take the yeah. for it. Yeah. Posterity, like just like in Tenet, he's like, How'd you know I'd be here? He's like, No loose ends. Like, how'd you know I'd be here? It's like posterity. So posterity. it is shot at our own case. Yeah. Shot <laughs> both of them. I, I, yeah, that, that particular scene cooked. And, and it really is just her. I mean, even as they're walking out of the restaurant and she, you know, she fake breaks her heel and she was going to shoot him, but he stayed on task. Like that scene so much so that that was great that i honestly i don't even know that i needed the scene with with the client at the end you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i was so enthralled with that particular part that i forgot that there was actually somebody else that in claiborne that he needed to talk to so i was like oh shit there this movie like i look after that happened I, I i looked at the time to see how much more i had to go and i was like why is there so much left? And I was like, Oh shoot, Claiborne. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got another guy coming. So it just showed how, how great of a scene that was, man. I just, I don't know. There's just something about, you know, just even like, you know, Tarantino is really good with food and scenes. Like the, the scene I always think about in, in Inglorious Pastors is like, aha, wait, wait, wait for on the cream. cream. <laughs> like wait for the cream, you know, that particular scene, just, just something about like having, Bring, people bringing out great food of course flights of whiskey i was really hoping some dessert would come out but you know I, yeah i needed to see it yeah. yeah i need to see some like creme brulee or something <laughs> something tiramisu yeah. anything man just bring yeah. just bring it out to the table even if they don't eat it you know just i feel like it, we're going to get all the courses but yeah she she was just absolutely great and, and again just go back to fassbender and his role i just thought that he was just this is the kind of role like if we just get him doing this or I don't and I don't want a sequel. I just want something else. But him playing this particular character, like I'm I'm in every single time. All the things, yeah. uh, his meticulous nature. I just need him and Delta Swinton in more movies. Uh, please. Yeah. Just like together. Just yeah, I don't care what it fucking is. Like if y'all want to make a Marvel movie with them, that's fine. Like whatever. <laughs> like, just put those two in a movie. Yeah, she's already in Doctor Chemistry with just one of them talking. Imagine a scene or like an entire where they movie both? Where they're both yeah. getting to talk to each other. Holy Let's fuck. go. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want for my birthday. Right. Oh, shit. I don't know about that one now. I don't know if he <laughs> can pull that one off. Seems like that. Just, just try. That's my film. I got a couple dollars on me, I guess. Things like that definitely make film more flammable. I mean, we. I don't know that we could get. I think that's why we only had a, a monologue basically from the expert until the swing. It was just because the crew couldn't handle their back and forth. I bet fast <laughs> a few more lines and people Everybody kept was like smoking cigs on set. You know? Yeah. People was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go outside. They're like, God damn. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I can take any of this, dude. <laughs> they're like putting ice in their pants and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Put an ice cube on his forehead and steam came off, you know, like, yeah, we were like, just, the key grip couldn't even punch anybody. He was yeah. so. He was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it was <laughs> fucked up, man. They had to fire the key grip because he couldn't punch anybody. I had to do it. He 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 wasn't punching people on set, so it's like we got to find we got to find a professional here. This is a professional movie set, sir. Job. You, know, people, you do like, the math. Like, One goes, three goes. <laughs> <Well, Professor> well, <laughs> Xavier. <laughs> Wait, we got one more thing we got to mention before we go that we didn't talk much about. Trent Reznor, man, we we talked about another movie. Oh, you did. oh yes, Dude, man. What, what Two things on that. Oh, yes, you you yeah. go for the go for the score. We, we yep. got to we got to give Trent Reznor and, and Atticus Sir. Ross like their respect, man. I mean, Sir. they you know they broke with Fincher before. And I, I mean, I think they broke with Fincher on almost everything he's done lately. But please, like. For this, to use the Smiths and stuff like that, but they have like a lot of music I and mean, just the sound design in this, like the way that it uses sounds of like letting us hear what he hears the way that he does, or like letting him yep. on the outside and the inside is already just super cool. But to have a score that is somehow just as sharp as the film itself, Absolutely. and like and how good the movie looks, how good the performances are, and it's like, oh, by the way, this score is like also able to be a character because it just plays so well. It, it, it's great, like it, it has a lot of moments where like it kind of has this kind of low feel to it where you think like it's dead silent, but like if you like really focus, you can hear that like, the score. You're like, like, oh shit, together. this is music. I was just yeah, about to bring yeah. up that. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that yeah. weird? Like you feel yeah. like you have like 30 seconds where like it's quiet because of course he doesn't talk and like there's no narration. You think like, oh, this is like a dead silent scene. No, and then you just like catching like, oh, the score is there, but it's just. And it's, it's ratcheting just, up your tension. Quiet right exactly like they right they nail it they nail it. they absolutely nail it and and not just that all of the sound in this movie was great like the I, I don't know if y'all saw y'all didn't get to see it on in, on a big screen um but the in the movie theater like the when he was putting in his headphones stuff like that like the changes in sound and all that were just like fucking unreal dude and i was like yeah. man this is really a shame this is a netflix movie just because yeah. like i'm glad it's you know everybody's able to see it but I really wish everybody could see it theater because of how perfect the sound was. And that's just, like we talk about movie locations being a character, right? Like Chris, you note on the head, like the music, the yeah, score. It absolutely was. A character. Like it plays a vital part in this. I mean, how much music, you know, he talked about, you know, when he put in his headphones so he could focus and yep. like the music that he played. And, and it's, I, I, I just love whenever, just like in American Psycho, where we had Christian Bale's character who played music before he killed his victims, right? Like that was just a trope that, that we use. And I, I, I like stuff like that too, where we have, and it's not, you know, it's not going to be Taylor Swift or it's not going to be like modern pop. It's always eighties you know, <laughs> music. <laughs> yes, great girlfriend in a coma. The only people at the Smiths is insane. Yeah, <laughs> we get like David Bowie or something. I mean, just some good stuff being played, dude. And it's, yeah, it, it's one hundred percent should have been listed as a character in this movie. Like yeah. music been like a, like a, in in the IMDb credits. Because there You're are times. Up- the score does the talking for you. Right? Yep, you absolutely. Made it, like a yep. super yep. facial expression, and there's no narration. Something is just happening, and you can hear the score, but it's just like it's almost like the score itself is the word. Like you can tell exactly yeah. what he's feeling, what he's thinking by this fucking or what's going to happen next. Exactly, yep. and it's just like yep. what the fuck? How? How is this possible? <laughs> how? Trent, like Nine Inch Nails rules, like of course, but how do you like? Yeah, I'm gonna stop doing that. I'll just go do some of this shit. If that's you make fine. movies, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. you shouldn't be allowed to do that. You're gonna exclusively work with David Fincher <laughs> and make every single one of his movies incredible. Like even even yeah, more exactly. crazy, man. It's it is like 
I mean, it's just like I could understand the score. I feel like I was a fucking alien. Like I was like speaking a different language. Oh yeah, I know exactly what this guitar riff is saying. It's saying yeah. Yeah, instead of the arrival and start talking to the aliens, it's like wouldn't even need to be interpreted. Yeah, Trent Reznor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't talk to Trent Reznor. <laughs> where's <laughs> where's Trent? Where is Trent? Find me, Trent. But you're, you're absolutely right. Just like Michael Jordan, more people talk about his shoes and his playing career. More people are talking about them on scores, and they are like their brilliant music career. You know, and so yeah. it's just. It's it's wild, man. It's absolutely wild. Like them, him and them, them and Hans Zimmer just give me just. I, I'll just put a put a, a soundtrack together of just them or a playlist together of just them and just let it rock. I'll be more than. I can't wait to listen to it. I'll lay in bed tonight. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna be floating above my bed. Is it? That's the prayer. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Talking to aliens. I, really need, I need to dust over there. But we'll move to the categories, man, because I, I know we have a well, probably not a ton to talk about with that. But for a laugh out loud, there weren't a ton of, of opportunities. Of course, the, the bear story at the end was re- that was just a good story. I, I mm-hmm. like that a, a bunch. But right after the botch, <laughs> his botch job, he said WWJWBD, and I was like, "What would you do?" I thought the same thing. Yeah. What does that mean? What does it even mean? What would John Wilkes Booth do? John Wilkes Booth do, and I laughed so hard, and I was like, "That might be one of the funniest things I've ever heard." So, that, oh that, yeah, I did mean to bring up like carrying around a little uh, spray bottle of bleach is a good touch too. It's a good touch. Yeah, and all the details there, hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, that was my laugh out loud. Cole, what had you laughing? Uh, man, I'm I'm surprised this wasn't for you, but um. When he was talking about New Orleans, and he goes, "The city of a thousand restaurants and one menu," and it's like <laughs> the truest shit. Like I love that one menu, uh, but that is fucking is. New Orleans. Like it is to and a to key. Fly a beignets, right? Yep. Like, uh, I, uh, yeah, etouffee. Yeah, you're gonna have some weird fish that is put yep. on a rice bed. Yeah, um, some fish or snapper or something. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I also like the, I don't think this guy's Mossad. Um, I know he's not Mensa. Good luck Mensa. with the Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one's pretty good. He had a lot of really good funny lines. This yes, movie was actually pretty funny. Like there weren't like, there were no scenes that were funny, but there were a lot of times where I was just like laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the delivery makes Maybe it I'm fucked up. Yeah. No, the delivery of it makes a big, big difference too, because it's like it shouldn't be this dry and calm, but it is, and it just makes it yeah. even fun because it's not, you know, he's not up on stage. It's like, man, I flew all the way here from New Orleans and bore my arm tired. You know I mean, it's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. it's just a calm delivery just makes it that much funny. <laughs> that about Florida, he said, where else could you find more like-minded people besides here or a penitentiary? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> whenever he gets it. Hilda's cat when he gets to the expert, and she's like, I guess you've already visited my over adrenalized friend. (laughs) (laughs) Was it maybe uh, this is a good example of why creatine should have a 30 day wait period? (laughs) 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 There are a lot of good ones, man. Good stuff, dude. Real good stuff. Chris, what had you laughing? I probably shit on all Chris's. No, look, I've got one good one I can't believe you guys missed. It's, it's like a different type of funny. I guess I have two. So there's the one where he's talking about 
the Greenway killing. He said he couldn't spell cat. You spotted him. The A, a and, and the T. The T. <laughs> <laughs> and like that happened so early on. You're just learning about this guy. He's been like dead serious and like a psychopath and so evil feeling the whole time. And like he just drops a quick little laugh in there. Like it, it made me laugh harder than it probably would because it caught me off guard because I was like terrified of this insane person at first. And I was like, huh, you've got a little sense of humor. And the other one is when during the, another thing I can't believe to talk about that fight scene it, that is just, Fincher hasn't shot a fight scene in a while. Like not a big one. And he can't make it get down. And I was like, he, oh, yeah. It's like, he, we're going to really have some ass whooping happen in this <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. That is just funny in and of itself, just because, like I said, the way the movie has gone, that particular sense of fight scene did kind of catch me off guard. But when he's hiding from the guy and he's hiding on the island, and he reaches up in a drawer and he thinks that cheese oh, grater. That knife. <laughs> yep. cheese grater. He just like talks and he takes off. Yeah. Dude, it's so funny. They're like, again, we think of this being this like super badass, dangerous guy who could kill you with some fucking shoestring. But he grabs a cheese grater. And, like in my head, I'm like, oh, it's going to get gory. He's going to do some evil dead rise and cut his right. face off. But he's yeah. like, fuck no, I can't do anything with this. He just chunks the cheese grater and yeah. runs away. I thought that was funny because you know, like if it's a knife, he's he's staying in there, but it's just for it's sure. Cheese grater, he rolls his eyes and he just tosses it and takes off running. I thought that was hilarious. That was, yeah, that was a really good fight. It wasn't a close quarter fight like we really like, but it was just a really born like every room in that house. <laughs> but the it was shot kind of like it was right, like everything was kind of tight yeah. on the shots right, yeah. and stuff. It yeah. made it feel like they were massive humans in a small space, which kind of is cool because it's like most of the fights we see nowadays are like one-sided but man fastbender got the fuck beat out of him by that yeah he's yeah, an but, ultra wide for some reason yep he said you broke in the wrong house two by two apartment he broke in the wrong house motherfucker that's also one of those choices that i was saying it's just like in a different movie and maybe it's other people like i'm sure there's people who and again my own expectations kind of tricky that you would think that he would go and try to do some crazy, not necessarily funny, but like some John Wick type stuff and fight him with a cheese grater, right? But this character yeah. knows I can't do shit with there's this. There's not like, shit. His, yeah. that, right, that meticulous level that's sticking to the plan. He's like, there's no reason to go out and try to, you know, be a fucking Marvel character and kick his ass with a cheese grater. I have to just run. So that's like yeah. That is another I gotta get a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cheese not gonna cut it. I got, that's probably the only situation you can say it. A cheese grater won't do it. I gotta get a gun. Gotta get a gun. That or if Mario's mad at you for some reason. Mm. Those are the only two times. Got from Florida, Mario mad at you. Can't do a cheese grater. You gotta get a gun. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. All right. So Mr. Mustang said everybody is eligible here except for Fastbender because everybody had a <laughs> a quick role in this. Him. But... He didn't talk enough. He's gonna weak him Truly. But it his is... alter ego could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, to, again, it's to, for me. Tilda Swinton is the expert. That that A plus character, the the dialogue. I mean, she shows up. We're an hour and a half plus into the movie, into an hour and fifty nine minute movie, and arguably the most memorable scene of that is 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 their their conversation. So that was not Mister Mustang. Was her Cole? Who'd you have? Uh, Tilda Swinton is the answer for sure. Uh, but I also want to shout out the Smiths. Um, I thought that yeah. the the use of them was perfect, and Jenny. they actually like weirdly fit the theme of the movie exceptionally well so shout out to the smiths good publicity for them big time 
big, big time. But tell Chris. us one's the answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one B. Chris, who'd you have as your Mustang? Yeah, man. It's a clean sweep that we saw coming last week. It's still the Swinton for yeah. me, too. It's just Y'all hadn't even seen the movie yet, but scene. we knew it was going to be tell us <laughs> like, She will be walking home with an award. She will be getting a stream team, a stream team, whatever you call our awards. I don't know. We have to work on that next. A stream um, teamster. Yeah. Yeah, she's a stream teamster. We get her one of those union jackets. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's her, man. Like, that scene, it's just incredible. It's like you said, like she mirrors him so well. There's a lot of stuff that he doesn't say that he just kind of conveys with his face, and she ultimately does say it. There's even sometimes like things that she chooses to not say, right, that are just kind of mirroring what he's feeling or what's implied from that character. And it's like you have to get someone super talented to be able to do that just because, again, She's carrying that scene as the only person talking, right? Even if we mm. did have the material that way, it's very hard to get someone who is so good they can go across a nonverbal Michael Fassbender who could just outact a lot of people with just his face to deliver those lines and basically like square off on him with, I don't want to say the harder material because working with your face is certainly harder, but harder in the sense that like you have to contend with Michael Fassbender just doing his thing in a very, very very crazy way and you yeah. get the somehow the whole you have to be the one to talk somehow like talking is the harder job here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, i gotta give it to swinton yeah she crushed you must pull that scene off that way she's the best man nobody like, she's the best like i always get her and kate blanchett i not always i used to get her and kate blanchett mixed up a lot even i was watching yeah. this sometimes i'll do i was like could kate blanchett do this and i of course she can but it's different she can but at yeah. the same time i'm like but not like this, I don't think. And there's nothing wrong with it. It'd be a good scene, but it's just like no, yeah, yeah. We don't get this A plus pure yeah. version of it. Like yeah. she doesn't reflect him the same way. No. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, she was great. But I, I there used to be something I got to you. So I'm, I'm with you, Chris, on that. I, 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 I can bear where that could happen. All right, so for the diesel, I, I did have a little a t- tough time with this category because I don't think we have a <laughs> quote-unquote bad guy in this. So, I, unfortunately, I gave it to Fassbender for messing messing up the job and getting having to kill everybody associated with it because they, you know, bad, you know, talk about batting a thousand, and then he shoots the 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 escort or whatever whoever the lady is because she, you know, she moved unexpectedly. I know he didn't have many opportunities to hit his target, however. It was a case where it was just too tight. And so Fastbender for setting this unfortunate series of events in motion is my deal. Oh, who'd you have? Uh, we work. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> actually, I'm going to go with Charles Parnell's character of the lawyer. Um, I didn't, yeah. yeah. I also, we did not talk about Charles Parnell enough because he was fucking I wanted- awesome. Man, I wanted more of him, and so that's why I was like, "Man, I just I didn't get enough." He was going to be my Mister Mustang, and then Tilda Swinton showed up, which like a yeah. good person to lose an award. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you're going to lose one, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the reason I choose him is because he, if you're going to talk about setting some shit in motion, he talked a law student into becoming a fucking hitman. Like yeah. that is the most fucked up evil shit that you could possibly do. <laughs> like use your power as an attorney. And then not only that, 
also use privilege against the way it was originally intended in order to get clients to be able to kill other people, which is just fucking crazy, but also really good cover. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna go with him, and then also just to die way faster than he should have. Um, well, you know, oh, he was dude. supposed to be seven or eight minutes, and he died way too fast. So. Three nails to the chest. He's done. Yeah. No dog in him, sadly. No dog. Yeah. Unfortunately, Chris, who's your diesel? Man, it's kind of like, I'm kind of like you. Like it's hard to pick a diesel because there's not really a true bad guy, and everyone in this is a little fucked up. Uh, so I went with the guy who was the original hit. I don't know what his deal was, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure he was a very evil, <laughs> fucked up guy. Someone wanted to kill him like that. So, Why he was trying to get shot? Dead. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, in, you're, in, you're, you're a weird fella because the guy was, you know, someone put a hit on him. You know? I don't know what you did, but you're doing something. So, and you know, tough to blame him for all this, but I will, you know, whatever, if you hadn't been so fucked up four years ago, the killer would have never been there. None of this yep. stuff wouldn't have happened. You know, so it's just, yeah. I'm blaming him. I'm blaming a guy we know nothing about. He kept out in about. France for five days waiting on you to get there. Yeah, man. Five, six days. Sometimes. Shit, we're, yeah, we're here for five days. Eiffel Tower ain't that goddamn big, like. <laughs> right. So many angles and pictures you can get of it. Go home. Go home, Go baby. Home. <laughs> oh, I'm baby. The old baby on the <laughs> corner. Trick. The oh, baby on the corner trick. You said to buy two ba- two dimes of time bags <laughs> to come on <up> curves. So <laughs> <laughs> rinse do going back to him. Fast bender. He was incredible. We talked about him for the vast majority of this pod, and and rightfully so. So that was my rinse too with Michael Fassbender. Cole, who'd you have? So, yes, Michael Fassbender. Um, But earlier you actually said this is a Michael Fassbender movie, and I don't disagree with that. But I do think that this is an Andrew Kevin Walker movie. The screenplay of this was perfection. And all of the great lines and most of the – I, I would I, I'm curious like the delivery by Fassbender is always exceptional so I'm mm-hmm. wondering if this script would read just as good if you knew it wasn't Fassbender saying it right um, but one of the coolest screenplays um, in like all of the dialogue everything that was you know we got so much good stuff in this um, and apparently the he wrote the script asked David Fincher if he wanted to do it and he liked it so much that he wanted to do it. That's pretty mm-hmm. badass. So I'm going to go with Andrew Kevin Walker. I wrote the I book. The screenplay. Yeah. Can't wait. Someone's going to upload that PDF. And book. Was you crying when you missed the target? He, he kind of wanted to cry. I won't lie. When he missed the target. Oh, no, if he would have started 100%. crying, I would have understood. You know what I mean? 100%. His, his bigness. He said, Fuck. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the face he said. made when he like yeah. when it came about the gun. He was on a tropic yeah. thunder face. Spit that shit out. Spit that shit out, man. Face he looked up from the barrel. Uh, also, that dude delivering mail, he that almost got the fuck shot out of him by a sniper man. rifle from about three <laughs> feet away. He might sure. have been the diesel too. <laughs> He, yeah, he was about to blown to pieces, dude. <laughs> they were about to find parts of him in Germany. That. Yeah, he, he's gonna get shot by. You want to step in a real landmine? <laughs> yeah, by a real motherfucker. Real motherfucker. <laughs> he found parts of him in Germany. What the fuck? 
he's not incorrect. Because he was going to shoot with a high you know how power. how big that fucking gun was, Chris? And they were like <laughs> a foot away from each other. That was, that's the same gun Van Pelt had in Jumanji, dude. That yeah, was, seriously. That gun was big as shit. Second worst thing that almost happened to somebody in front of a WeWork door. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, who's rent due for? Michael Fassbender. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so crazy that, like, again, we just know this guy to be super talented. And I didn't know that this is going to be a movie where he didn't talk a whole lot. This is one of those where it's just like, it's Fassbender, it's Fincher, and I know this is a graphic novel that people love, so I mostly stayed away from the trailer, especially after you saw it, Cole, and you kind of had some nice stuff to say. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. there's no reason for me to engage with it any other way until I actually watch it. So when I see this and we get that opening sequence and everything about it where he is just, again, delivering so much of just his faith, it's weird because he doesn't even do a lot of, like, body language, super physical acting because he's just this guy who's so stoic and stiff and weird, but, like, all of it comes from his face. Like, even when he's trying to be super personable and stuff and he gets by people, his body language is very fucking creepy, but it's, like, the face and the way that he kind of... It's two or three words out that kind of sells you. Like when the guy, um, the southern guy is kind of, what's, you know, I think he like looks at his face, right? To see that he's all beat up. Like the mm-hmm. way Michael Fassbender is standing, you're like, oh, this is an insane person. The way he kind of like talks and shrugs it off and kind of makes a face and walks away, that's what you get a pass. And so I think that's kind of weird too. Like as much as you talk about body language, he really didn't do all that, but it felt really intense. Like right? this feels like a guy who just would not be good at you know, pretending to be all loosey-goosey and stuff with his mm-hmm. body like that. So that just whole performance is just, it's incredible. Like, it, we talk about all the things in this movie that happen that you can't do different without making a completely different movie. I think if we have a character who talks more or a guy who can't sell some of these facial first, like even just like two or three scenes that he's in, I think if he has to say anything in that Tilda Swinton scene. Hey, really got to like shoot anybody. Movie. I'm trying to talk at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you had to say anything in that Tilda Swinton scene, completely different scene, completely different read on the character. Like, you've got the perfect guy with the perfect talent and skill set to sell this character the way that we needed to. And it's just, that's insane. You, it's, we say a lot, like, you can't ask for more than that. You can't even ask for this. You shouldn't ask that person to no. do this. Like, ask no. me for more. You can't even ask this of someone. Yeah. No. Agreed. 100%. All right, so for best scene, I actually went with the scene post the botched hit. I just like like how he had to keep his cool and not flee. You know, you know, flee in a hurry, obviously, it was going to draw attention, especially with the police being mm-hmm. so close in proximity. So he had to take his time and hurry at the same time. And then so it, basically everything <laughs> from, from the botched hit up until him getting to the airport. I just like stuff like that, him dumping all of the... All you know, the gun and different pieces, like you said, even at the end, is like drop. You know, there's clues everywhere, but drop things in different pieces, different places. Said, so, how do you keep a puzzle from ever getting solved? Lose the few yeah. of the pieces. Lose a few of the pieces. So he yeah. dumps stuff in different places. One in the sewer, one in the back of the dump truck, and then he's you know throwing stuff in the river. He he legit threw a handgun away at yep. the airport. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he was standing outside the airport and put it in the trash can. They're like burnt. people walking in and out too, like he wasn't there, yeah. like in the dead of night. Like they're like four spray bottle bleach in his direction. Threw that yeah. fucker away. 
just tossed it, man. So I, I just like seeing that. I like, I like that that whole that whole part. Him going, you know, leading up to the going to the airport and being at the airport and shaving and doing all the other things and just getting clean at that point. So that was my best scene. Cole, would you have? Well, I took it a step further there, Keith, because I also love that part. I said the open in thirty, and I know that I basically just said a quarter of the movie. Um, <laughs> but I think this may be my favorite thirty minutes David Fincher's ever made because no, it was awesome. just I like you know how people will when there's ever like a big event they'll be like I remember where I was when I first saw this or whatever I'm gonna yep. remember that <laughs> about this scene this scene is gonna be like that for me I'm gonna be like oh yeah I remember where I was when I first saw this 30 minutes yeah as you should man like it was <laughs> like we were 20 minutes in before he even pulled the trigger the rest of yeah. it was falling around he was talking and it to was high- just glorious man because we didn't really know what to expect from the movie all that much like how it was going to be told all that sort of stuff and like you chris i kind of went into this a little bit more blind than i normally do even and Mm -hmm. uh, thankfully that's because it was on netflix and like no other movie theater is gonna you know show previews for it so Mm -hmm. like but once it started unfolding i was just like this is fucking amazing let's go (laughs) Cook, man it was it was great well then and then it, there were scenes where we weren't expecting something like when the when the postman showed up it was like who is this coming in this room this yep. building why is he on speaker and of course you know he's not speaking in english so we don't know what he's saying dude so there's just so much going on and like my heart rate was up so i was like okay yeah we're we're in it now i know exactly what's about to shake so yeah i'm with you chris best scene man Cole, we went with the same one. We've kind of described it differently in the same, but I, yeah, I went with the opening. I went with that first chapter. Everyone knows, like, I love good opening. I say, like, it's a unique thing. Everybody loves one, but, like, when you get one that tells you everything you need to know about a character, regardless of what's going to happen, that's going to change the story, it's going to try to change them the story. When you get that in an opening scene like that, especially mm-hmm. such a long one, like, there's just no being in everything that we need to know about him. We just got right, and he he doesn't change. Like we get a lot of moments where he, where we feel like he's going to change. And I know he repeats his mantra a lot, but there are some things that he doesn't repeat. And it's like any moment you feel like he's going to do something else, you can just think back to something that he said, something that he did in those first thirty minutes. You're like, oh yeah, nope, sorry. Like this is who he is. Like he's not he's going to let this person live. He's not gonna, you know, take a certain route. He's not going to leave any loose ends behind or anything like that. And also, like you said, Keith, it's 20 minutes before he pulls because there's just so much tension being built up from learning about him, learning what he's going to do, how he's going to do it. And when we do finally get to him actually shooting it, it's weird. And I don't say it's almost underwhelming when he shoots mm-hmm. it, but not in a bad way in the sense yeah. that, like, it's he's really like just really drilled into your head like this is just meticulous this is just mm-hmm. what i do like there's nothing grand or exciting it's not supposed to like be yeah yep. yeah like it, it's not supposed to feel like a cool you know there's no super crazy slow-mo there's no crazy sound effect like we don't even hear you know when he fires like you just see it from his point of view of it hitting the you know the, the dominatrix instead like there's nothing that makes it feel like a cool thing it's almost like the bomb going off an opera like they, they don't frame it to be this super cool high energy scene like he was like this is this is just what i do it's just a meticulous thing of my job so i, I really went with that scene it's just as good as it gets like there's just that so shit many slaps ways. dude it's great 
I'm glad that I brought it alone that you guys did as well. I sound like the the shot is boring on purpose because it's just like yeah, it needs to be. It's nothing yeah. to him. Like it's just yep. this is what I got paid. It's just like care. answering the phone at work for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. Real good stuff, man. I, I like I said the first the first I was like okay yeah I, I know where we are now like I'm with it and I'm with it yeah let's go let's get it. All right, so Ward, I guess we kind of look over this call since this really just came out. We ain't there yet, man. (laughs) We'll skip that. It's going to get some editing awards, right? I think sound, editing, sound. It should, yeah. I don't know, man. This is a dark fucking movie. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't normally get that kind of love. But also, Fincher usually gets love, so. That's what I'm thinking. I wonder if it's like if it gets like some noms and some of like the smaller. So I think like the, the big you know, the big ones that you get have to run on the, uh, the program, probably not like best picture. And, you know, a lot of the actor awards, they may steer clear, but a lot of the technical stuff, I could see it getting yeah, a couple of I agree with that. Yep. Cinematography, this is fucking crazy. I know we said it, but it's just like screenplay, maybe. Yeah. Screenplay is also <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Why does this movie look this good? I wasn't expecting a Netflix movie. I say this like we have to be Power of the Dog, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? A, a Netflix movie just looks this good and i know it's yep. because of fincher and who he's working who is involved but yeah why you tell me this is good chris <laughs> i can't tell keith the movie looks as good you might get <laughs> mad <laughs> you know the movie look this good jeez. Cole, i'm very jealous you got to see us in theater like every part Same. of this just yep. feels like it's built to be sitting in a movie theater it's where really a shame that. yeah yeah, it's really a shame that it's not a movie theater movie because it's like, it's so fucking good. And, it, you know, I it, it actually watched really well when I watched it on my TV with, on Netflix, too. Like, it, it wasn't, it, it didn't, it won't necessarily be a better, but it, the experience was just fucking, right. it's sick, man. There, there are a lot of great people made this movie to be at movie theaters and then it went to a streaming service. So that's <laughs> okay. That's the way things are nowadays, man. Yep. It's just where we are. So I sprinkled in my trivia a little bit. Did you guys see anything on the trivia front? Uh, I had written down the exact same thing about all the people, all the aliases. So fuck you for stealing my. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I couldn't, I couldn't not make a note because it was very, I mean, it was, it was, it was dedicated. There were dedicated shots. How many did you get um, without looking it up? I I got I got Sam Malone, of course George Jefferson. I yeah. got let me get back to Archie Bunker, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and I I heard the name Felix Unger, but I couldn't place where it was from. Yeah. But I knew the name, and so as soon as I heard that, that's when I really started paying attention because I was like, oh, I'm gonna make sure that that I that this may be a thing. And it just made me think of the cable guy because you know Jim Carrey never said his real name; he kept yeah, said TV yeah. name. Yeah, it was always different one so yeah that's what i saw yeah i had no idea who lou grant was um Thanks. or robert hartley but the other ones i was like playing along the whole time and then i got to mm-hmm. lou grant and i was like god damn it i don't know who that yeah. is yeah <laughs> chris you see anything one, yeah i, I kind of lost track of seeing if i really believe this and it's, i might have to wait and see how it goes over time but i heard that you don't see him blink so I need to go back and watch it. For like huh. the first that opening scene, no I certainly did notice any blinking, but then I just got 
I got so wrapped up in how good the fucking movie was, and I stopped caring about is he blinking or not. So it's like on a rewatch, I'll try to focus on it a bit. But I, mm. I've seen that bit of trivia floating around, like he, you don't see him blink at all. Um, which you know, I, that's my, my like phone right. Who pays that close attention to a movie that especially just came out like an hour and a half ago too? Yeah, that's what, like I wonder if it's some that Fincher or someone to say like it was an intentional thing in the movie, and then you know like some secondhand sources of release it. But again, I was locked in on it and was able to track it through the first like ten minutes, and then after that, I was like, "Damn, this shit good as hell." Fuck his blink pattern. Yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, give a shit anymore. Yeah, he pulled that McGrill out. I was like, "Oh fuck, what's his, what's his deal?" Yeah, he, he broke the bread off of it. Just ate the yeah. meat uh, again. I was Protein. just arrested. Like I would have, I would, I would have known there was something wrong with this fucking guy. I like, yeah, no, just raw dog in a fucking McGriddle. He, he didn't want to get slowed down by the by the bread, man. He just wanted his protein. That's all he needed. Yep. Yeah, he'll need it when he's in prison. Yes. Would have sent him back to America just for Guantanamo Bay. I'm not putting you in a French prison. No, 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 no man. Yeah, Eating baguette. Absolutely not. We're gonna have you doing some hard time. Are you going to get healthcare while you're still in jail? No, I'm not going to get out of here. That's not prison at all. You're sick, you die. All right, you're so we can control. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I would have caught he him. He said, we're not going to let him get in a baguette in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I would have caught him. We would have, the three of us would have caught him. I think like there's something he does that all three of us just be like. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, like yeah. that guy. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. So we can find the killer that's going to be on Netflix. Probably going to be there for a little minute. So we're ready to go check it out. 2023. But now we're back to my pick. So I teased this movie for a little bit. Not quite as much as Tropic Thunder, but I said if it's ever streaming, we're going to oh. do it. And so we're going to do it. We're going to go to Disney Plus. We're going to go to 1988. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is streaming. Oh, hell yeah. Disney yeah. Plus. So Everybody get ready because this I'm I'm I am hyped. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm really excited about this. It has been a minute since I've watched it, and I'm ready it to is. dive. It's been years since I've watched Same. it. So, so yes, yeah. everybody fire up Disney Plus, Bob Haskins, Christopher Lloyd. But we're gonna roll into that. So first, Netflix for the killer. We're <laughs> what gonna a back to back. <laughs> yeah, you want to hear something funny? You had back-to-back picks on movies that when I was little, I had to take a break from watch because they scared me. <laughs> what do you What do you know about me? Who do you know? <laughs> yeah, Keith, Keith. <laughs> yeah, that's sketchy. She asked my that's mom, sketchy. What movie scared Chris when he was little? She's like, Jumanji, <laughs> Roger Rabbit. We're gonna watch it next when it comes yeah. back around. Chill. Yeah, it's a uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Friday the Thirteenth. Taking that pod off. <laughs> all right everybody so we have your marching orders first netflix the killer came out this year and then we're going to go 1988 disney plus who framed roger rabbit so for all of us here at the stream team keith evans camilla chris lowry anticipate don't what do you say don't 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 improvise think, don't improvise yeah. stay the course and shoot people in the head new orleans thousand restaurants one menu 